Yo, today's QOD is, if you go out, go out yourself. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset. We've got Eric Thomas, also known as E.T., the hip-hop preacher on the show today. And today, Eric is going to share what he learned when he was invited to a high-level meeting that included the fourth richest person in the world. Here's Eric. So the next meeting, the next meeting after, you know, they trained me and we talked, the next call was like, yo, E, what you doing tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. What's up? He was like, Warren Buffett's coming to town. I'm only inviting 30 people to come and I want you to be one of them. I'm like, I'm there. I'm like, where you want me? He was like, downtown Detroit. I was like, Woodward. I was like, I'll be there. Right? No talking, no nothing. I don't have nothing to say. I didn't ask, why you want me to come? Warren Buffett is the fourth richest man in the world. I didn't ask no questions. I was like, all right, bet, right? So I told y'all, you heard the story before, but I did have a little struggle because I didn't know what to wear. You know, because I was like, I don't know if this is the time, you know, to like let go of my philosophical beliefs and, you know, start wearing a shirt and a tie or is that like selling out? Like it was a struggle, I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, do I sell out, you know what I'm saying? Or do I just be myself, right? And I kept hearing God say to me, if you go out, go out yourself. Don't, if, you, if they say don't ever come around us again, don't let it be because you were a copycat of somebody else. Like, if you go out, go out you. So I was like, all right, cool. So I pulled out a pair of J's that I never wore. You know what I'm saying? I keep about four pair of J's that I, in the box right now that I don't take out, but for special occasions. You know what I'm saying? Somebody close to me die. You know what I'm saying? I got to go to a funeral. I don't want to wear no old J's. You know what I'm saying? I got a pair of jeans that I keep fresh, you know. The, I got like six execute, execute, ex execution shirts that I haven't opened yet. You know what I'm saying? When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, right? So I went, I went, but here's what I did. I got there an hour early and I took a picture of every name that was on the, so they had like everybody's bio in a chair and I took a picture of everybody's bio. I had been watching Scandal. Like I didn't really do TV, but someone by Olivia Pope, I was like, yo, I like this. No, for real. And I wasn't on what, you know, what you think I'm on. I was on like, yo, this chick is a strategist. And if you go from checkers to chess, that's the difference. Checkers, there's no real strategy. Chess, there's a strategy. And when I saw Olivia Pope, I was like, that's what I'm missing. I'm not a strategist. I speak well. I have a gift, but I don't, I don't go check. Checkmate. So I was like, I gotta become a strategist. And I would watch her and she would put everything on the screen. So I called my people and was like, yo, I need, LaShawn, I need you to do me a favor. Whenever I got like people, I'm like, LaShawn, I need you to look these people up. Who are these people in this room? Because I need to know why they invited me. This one, you gotta catch this one. There's a reason why I'm in this room. 
and I'm not the fourth richest person in the world, but I must be rich at something. I just don't know what it is. But I gotta be, I, I have to be a, a billionaire in an area because if I wasn't a billionaire in the area, they wouldn't have attracted me. So I'm looking like, you know those malls you go to with the Louis and the Prada and the, well my man sitting there, he was the dude that owned those. And then I would watch the game, the Cleveland Cavaliers game, and he would be sitting next to Dan at every game. I was like, oh, I know who he is. Oh, I know who he is. Oh, got it. They all like own property, like billions of dollars worth of property. And I started doing my homework and I was like, ooh, I see what they don't have though. While they have money and they do business, they don't have the human experience. That's what they missing. So these dudes like for real, when they come to business, but they are trying to build Detroit but you can't build Detroit if the people of Detroit don't feel you. So I was like, I got it. I know why they brought me in. I'm a billionaire when it comes to people. And Dan know every time I sit next to him and he put that on camera and he put it on Instagram, now the people of Detroit gonna go, oh, if he's sitting with Dan, Dan must be good people. Now you're not hearing what I'm saying. So I was like, oh, I am worth a billion dollars. I got it. So then once I knew where my value was, it changed the whole relationship. So Dan would hit me up like, E, I need you to do, I'm like, bro, I can't, I can't do free no more. I appreciate you, you taught me a whole lot. Dan actually gave me an office right across from his office. And I could come whenever I wanted, ask whatever questions I wanted to ask. And what Dan helped me to see is that broke people go by, and this is no disrespect, but it's just, it's, listen to me. There's two Americas. There's the have and the have-nots. The have-nots work. They exchange time for money. The haves come up with ideas and make you go to work for them. They don't work. Ford never worked. He created the T-model and then he started selling them and he gave people jobs so they could do it. So I realized you got the haves and the have-nots. I was like, okay, I got it. Dan taught me everything I knew about business. And when I first hooked up with Dan, on the back of his books, his training books, he had 31 companies. Maybe about five, six years later in our relationship, he had 51 companies. And I realized the goal is not to make money, the goal is to make businesses. And I was watching somebody play Monopoly right in front of my face. He would come to Detroit and they bought up buildings for like 250, how you buy a high rise for 250? You can't buy a house for 250. You didn't bought a high rise, you didn't bought a, a building downtown Detroit for 500,000? And then you put young people in there, you call it venture capitalists, and you give them a little building and give them a little electricity, and they blow their company off, and you take a percentage of it. I was like, oh, this, the, okay, I'm playing a speaking game. <laughs> It's the wrong game. But I'm first generation entrepreneur. So I'm making 50K, 55 grand to speak for an hour. I'm like, I multiply that time. I do this many gigs. I do that. And then what Dan showed me was you can't pass that to your children. Your son may not necessarily be able to speak like you. Your daughter may not be able to speak like you. So you can't pass that down. So while I can't, uh, my, you know, kids, LeBron James. LeBron can't necessarily make his son a cavalier. But Dan Gilbert can give his son the company. And LeBron gonna have to run back and forth to make his million, but Dan don't have to run back and forth to make his. 
And you got to stop playing basketball probably about 35 if you sweet 40, but you at the end of your career. At 40, owning a team, you just getting started. And so I was like, oh, there's a different game. I'm playing the speaking game when I should be playing the business game. All right, so we're going to do this. I'm going to let you go. We're going to get started. All right, so somebody, my mathematician, pull out your, pull out your phone real quick. You got the calculator on. Who's my math person in the room? Uh, where you at? Where you said? Right here. Where, where are you? Okay, you ready? All right, let's go. Get the camera. Get, get your, yeah, get the screen up. We're going to have some fun today. You ready? All right, so Warren Buffett said a lot of stuff. But the thing I catch the most is he said he just bought Coca-Cola. I'm in a room, people saying they bought, yo, I'm in a, I love people, I ain't tripping, we all, but I'm in a room with a dude who said he just bought Coca-Cola. <laughs> like, for real, you'll hear our people geeked up, I just bought a Lambo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My man geeked, I live in the A, I just bought a mansion. My man was like, I just bought Coca-Cola. <laughs> and at that time, he was driving a Lincoln Continental. And he had on a suit that looked like it was from Sears and Robot. I'm just being real, bruh. He have on no Obama suit. My man was the fourth richest man in the world. Bill Gates and him like this. He ain't coming there flashy, but I never seen in my life 30 men who worshiped a man like that before. These are dudes that are used to being worshiped. When Warren walked in the room, it was like, whoa. It was like Dr. J walking to a room with NBA players. Like MJ walking, I was like, whoa. Like, I paid attention. I was like, yo, they worshiping my man. And he wasn't even on that. He was like, what's up, everybody? Sat down. They was like, Warren, how are you? How I'm like, yo, bro, you worth the bill. Right? So he said he bought Coca-Cola, right? So after he said that, he said he bought Coca-Cola and that they sell 18 million Coke products a day throughout the world. Yeah, pull that up. 18 mil a day. It's a different conversation. I ain't heard one like that since. <laughs> now I'm about to help y'all. I'm gonna share what they share with me in that room. I'm gonna share it with you. So he said 18 million, right? Products a day. All right, come on, somebody help me out. A Coca-Cola, the cold boy costs about what? No, not no dollar 25. I just bought one. It wasn't no dollar 25. <laughs> I'm just being real. I just bought a cold one. It wasn't a dollar 25. Somebody bought one. How many? Two dollars, it's about two dollars, okay? He, bought, he talking about back in the day, all right, all right. So, so let's say two dollars times 18 million dollars. 36 million times 365. Give me that, how much is that? 13 billion? Okay, watch this. 13 billion, 149 million, watch this. Give me 10% of that number you told me. What's 10% of that number? 14 what? 13.9, right? 13.9. So now let's, he raised it a penny only. So how much is that? So he said 13.9, give me, uh, give me, you gave me 10%, give me 1% of what that big number was. 1.3 what? Million? So how much did he make with that penny? He added just a penny. He bought it and just added a penny. How much did he make in a year? 31 what? One more time. 
131 million. Now he already made whatever they was making, but he added a penny to it. I'm sure he's added more to that then. That's the conversation I'm listening to, like, ooh. Ooh. That was Eric Thomas wrapping up the week on a Finance Friday. His website is etinspires.com. Head on over to his website and learn about his upcoming 1% Club live events. He's got one going on in New York on August 23rd, New Orleans, September 12th, and the D.C. area on October 5th. And if you want to watch today's talk, it is on YouTube. It is called Eric Thomas Worth a Billion Eric Thomas motivation. That is it for the week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday. I'm out. Peace.